0: And the lemon flower is sweet But the fruit of the poor lemon Is impossible to eat Lemon tree, very pretty And the lemon flower is sweet But the fruit of the poor lemon Is impossible to eat
1: Hello, Lemonheads out there, and thank you for joining me today on the Lemonade Legend podcast. This is your host, Michelle Faust, and we are doing a very special series right now, talking um, to authors of the Lemonade Stand Book Two, coming out uh, in February of 2021. So today I have with us Lynn Brown, who is a frequent flyer with the Lemonade Ha <laughs> and with, uh, book one. So um, thank you so much, Lynn, for joining us today. Well,
0: it's my pleasure to be here. I'm really thrilled to be included in all of this. So thank you.
1: <laughs> well, we're uh, excited to have you here. and um, you come from Seattle area? Yes. Kirkland, Washington. Yes, right right across the lake. Absolutely. So so tell me, is Kirkland actually where they make all the Costco things, and that's why it's called Kirkland? Yes, it is. (laughs) Kirkland is
0: where uh, Costco headquarters have been and where they started. So yeah, that's why.
1: I always wanted to ask you that, because I thought, (laughs) there's a connection there, a tie-in. Yes, it's true. It is true. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. So, um, how's the weather with uh, you guys out there this time of year as we come up well, on you
0: know, I walk every morning, and this morning it was um, about thirty-seven degrees, but it's not been raining a lot. So, so that it's perfect. It's cold and crisp, and you just get bundled up and you walk. When it rains, that's kind of a different walk, you know. That that calls for a whole
1: different gear. That's that's for the whole waterproof suits. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's pretty cool. Well, other than living in uh, the Seattle area, or Kirkland specifically, tell us a little bit about yourself so our listeners know uh, a little of your background. Oh, okay. Um,
0: Well, when you you read um, anything that I've written, you find out probably more than you ever want to know about me. So I will (laughs) give you a little bit of a background. Um, I was raised in Southern Nevada, went to college in Oregon at Oregon State, moved up here and um, started a a retail career up here and moved through my path that way. Met my husband. Um, We have two kids, Max and Anna, and they're mentioned in pretty much everything I've written. Um, And, uh, and, and let's see, what can I tell you? We've been here, we've been in the same house since 1987. Someone just asked me that today. People find that so amazing because, you know, people have moved around for so long, but uh, we love it here. I love living in the Pacific Northwest, love writing, have had, and you'll find out in in the news story um, with the lemonade stand, had a series of fabulous careers in redefining my own beautiful life, and find joy and, and peace wherever I can and try and
1: spread that around. That's pretty cool. Um, you do spread joy. I think well, every, time I've ever, I every, every time I've ever talked to you, um, uh, you just, um, you have, I think Lynn Brown has one setting for, um, uh, for emotion. Oh. Joy. Joyous. Well,
0: you. Thank- <laughs> I'm going to mention
1: that to my husband. <laughs> he may beg to differ with me, right? <laughs> <laughs> on occasion, yeah. <laughs> well, at, at least for the rest of us, you put on the best of, of, of Lynn all the time, and, and I certainly appreciate that, um, um, okay. because you do spread joy, and uh, you've been a delight to um, work with in this book. And um, you also have a home in Arizona, which is exciting to me because that's where I spend most of my time. And I met you for the first time uh, a month or so ago. It's so interesting to know somebody through Zoom. Yeah. And then you actually meet them in person. And you know, you look just the same I don't know why it's so different but it, it, it is obviously because um
0: yeah but it don't don't you sort of feel like it's sort of like when we zoom with the kids during all of this you sort of feel like you've had contact with other human beings even though it's through through zoom it you feel like you've had that contact so nothing when like when we met I knew you when you walked in and I felt comfortable right away because
1: it wasn't you know wasn't like the first time we'd ever seen each other so yeah, but there's certainly a lot more energy that happens when you have two people right there in the same room yes. as opposed to uh, to Zooming. <laughs> so it's always exciting when I get to meet a Zoom buddy for the first time, live and in person. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. And Arizona so, um, is fun. I will say, Arizona is fun. Not fond of the scorpions and rattlesnakes. I'd like to point out, Michelle, but
1: my husband's definitely. Go- so yeah. I have lived most of my life there and have come across very few, so okay, um, okay. that's a good thing. If they do like to stay in hiding most of the time, because yes, um, yeah. they're not my favorite beings either. Um, but uh, yeah, so they do. But you learn to live with what you got to live. There's with,
0: something right? everywhere. Yes, there's <laughs> a problem everywhere. No matter where you go, there's something that you know isn't perfect. But
1: that's okay. I- I always say, well, we don't have hurricanes, and we don't right. have, you know, tornadoes and things like that. So, yeah, you know, right. So right, we we have fighters. Um, so your uh, uh, first book, uh, the first story in book one, was all about the tale of, of the story of um, your mother. Yes, and um, how she went through uh, cancer. Uh, and passed away at Christmas time, which has always been a special time for you, I know. Yes. Christmas is a very, very sacred holiday for you. And so that was um, particularly impactful um, to go through that. And great story, but you have to read the first book to get the whole story on that. (laughs) And And so when you said, I want to do, I want to do this again. And I was delighted and I thought, I wonder what she's going to write about this then. Um, (laughs) And you, you really, you wrote about really being the best you. And almost about giving yourself permission. Yes. To be the best you. I think the first time you explained it to me, what you wanted to write about, you used the term giving yourself the green light.
0: Yes, yes that's true. I didn't actually it's interesting you'd say that because I didn't I don't know if I put that in the book. I didn't put that in the second in the second book. I talked about giving yourself permission to redefine your beautiful life. So um, I think it's a process and and actually when we first did start talking about what I was going to write about I don't know if you remember but we were kind of jostling around with the whole, Uh, fear aspect, because everything that you do in life, you have to, you know, decide where that little underlying, we all have little insecurities and fears, and you have to, but I have to decide where those are going to be. But when we finally decided on what I was going to do, and it's something that just like, I thought of it, and I thought, this is what I need to do. This is what I need to do for Michelle, and for for the second Lemonade Stand book, because it's, I always get to write the really fun pieces. So I
1: really <laughs> <laughs> Well, it is a really fun piece. And, uh, um, and and I love it. And I love that you chose to, to write about that um, for many reasons, which we're going to talk about. Um, but it's, uh, um, I don't know, I just, I learned so much about you and um, that particular chapter, even more so. Than the first one. Um, but I'm going to let you kind of ponder on uh, that, all of you, a little bit, because um, we are going to take a pause for a little commercial break and we will be right back. Hi, and we are back uh, with Julie. Oh, sorry. That's okay.
0: That
1: was <laughs> not a, I talked <laughs> to Julie this morning. Okay. I'm Hello, and we are back with Lynn Brown talking about her chapter in the Lemonade Stand Book 2. And so we were talking a little bit about what your chapter is um, and being the best you you can be. Is that the right title? Did I get it right? Redefining Your Beautiful Life. Okay, thank you. Redefining Your Beautiful Life. And um, I'll tell you... uh, Actually, Redefining
0: redefining our beautiful life. I changed, I, it was your beautiful life, but I didn't, I didn't want to be
1: bossy. So I just said our beautiful life. Good, okay. Well, we, we, we were both just a little bit off, but that's fine. Um, so one of the things that I really truly love uh, about your chapter, and um, uh, I'm lucky because uh, as the editor and head of the project, I get the sneak, previews of every, everybody's stories. So I've already read it. <laughs> but this book is very different than the Lemonade stand book one, mm-hmm. because in book one, I mean, there were amazing stories, but there was a lot of trauma. There was a lot of stories where people had really had to overcome some, some very, very difficult challenges in their lives. This book seems to have a little bit different tone to it. And especially when I think about your chapter, it wasn't so much the lemon to lemonade. It was almost like your whole life should be lemon to lemonade. It wasn't like one one huge big problem. It, it, it was more about how you have gone through your, your life, your life processes and things change, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, for all of us, we all go through changes, mm-hmm. and and there's fear and all those kinds of things that 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 go through the process. And and when we were talking, you, you use the term "giving yourself the green light" um, to to go ahead and make those changes. So let's talk about that a little bit and why that became really important to you. Um, do want to write about that chapter?
0: Okay, I think, well, when we first started talking and I started to write this um, chapter, I found that, and it sort of surprised me, when I started looking back at my life and the things that I've done, because I do, I, I have a, a, a beautiful life, but I do think, Michelle, that a lot of that has to do with the choices that we make when we get to the whys in the road. And sometimes we all make good choices and sometimes we all make bad choices, right? Or I shouldn't say bad, I should say unfortunate choices, you know? And I think that um, you have to give yourself the green light. You have to give yourself permission to move forward. And what I found when I was writing this was that I actually did go through a process. And it's really funny when you start to look at what you've done with your life and and where you've been and where you started out and how your your personal life, whether it's your personal life or your career life, how that, how that progressed, you find that we all have a unique process. And, and in writing this, I was really able to see that I have seven different sort of even chapters, I would say within my own life that I went through that brought me to where I am today. And um, a lot of those things were just starting out with acknowledging, you know, your successes. And I, I do start in the book about, you know, a conversation I had with my sister. And I think we all go through these things where we're like, yeah, what am I doing? What have I done? Where am I going? And I think it's a process and we need to give ourselves permission to take a look at who we've been. And, you know, we all have things that are innate that we we did when we were little, things little, little teeny seeds of things that we enjoyed that we did when we were little. And throughout our life, they sort of wove they've woven this thread through our life. And those are the things that you need to look at if you find yourself in a situation you don't want to be in, which we all do at some point in time, work-wise or personally or whatever, you know. One thing that I really wanted to make sure that I put in the book was that when we work through this process and when we take these different steps to redefine our beautiful lives, which we're all have a God-given beautiful life to start out with and when we make choices that we need to make changes or changes are forced upon us and we have to make changes. Um, Real important thing is to make sure that you make those changes with a positive attitude. That you make those changes with a, and it's not always easy, and it's not always fun, and and sometimes it's really tough. But you want to make sure that at the end of the day, you haven't uh, you haven't pushed anybody. Down a hole, <laughs> you know. <what> I mean <laughs> that you've that you've you've made these changes for yourself, and so that at the end of the day, it's a celebration with you and your family and those are the, those people that support you that you've you've made these changes in a positive way.
1: Uh, and uh, one that comes to mind from um, the chapter is that you had a very accomplished career in retail
0: mm-hmm. as a buyer.
1: And you were having fun, job setting all over the place, um, Mm -hmm. uh, in the process of your job, uh, making good money. Um, And you just simply came to a point where you wanted to make the decision to stay home. Yeah, I think your husband was a little surprised that you were making it. And I still <laughs> mentioned this. And I mentioned this in the chapter, I'm really not clear why he was so surprised because it sounded like you had the discussion and he was like buying into it. And then when you said, Okay, I quit, he went,
0: <laughs> Yeah, well, the discussion went on for I would say a, a really a period of you know a couple of months and. Yes, I did make that decision. And yes, it was a surprise apparently to my husband. It was a gut wrenching decision for me because I loved what I was doing, but I had the opportunity to, um, stay home, even though I didn't mention it took us a couple of years to financially, you know, <laughs> recover from that decision because it's a whole new lifestyle when you go from two incomes to one. But, um, Yes, it was a definitely the right decision for us. And I never regretted it. And I never looked back. And it was a huge decision. But it was something that um, I allowed myself to do. And I embraced it. And it took a little while took a couple months to embrace it because I was in shock after you know, this was, I was 42, when I decided to stop and I, you know, Been working nonstop, really, for years and years and years, and I loved it. But it was the best thing I could ever do. And I I did mention in the book, our daughter Anna, I had been real concerned about her health. She just didn't did not look right. And doctor kept saying she's fine, she's fine, she's fine. And I'm I'm not kidding you. The day that I stayed home, her her preschool teacher said to me, My gosh, she she was different today. She opened up with all the other kids the very first day I stayed home and picked her up from preschool. So yeah, it's interesting, and and I guess what that says is the impact that you can have. You know, you choose, you get to choose where your impact in life is. And I'm, and when I say that, I'm, I understand that some people can't choose to stay home. That sometimes I, that's not possible. Um, but you, but you do get to choose how you deal with that. You know, you do get to choose to be positive about that and be present when you are there.
1: And, and I, I truly believe that. Um, uh, you do get to choose your 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 mindset, your state of mind of where where that, and how you're going to deal with it. In your case, obviously, you had to accept some compromise in having less income. Um, for someone who doesn't have that choice, well, that mindset might have to be something different. Maybe you have to carve out more time that is just you and your children. Um, and not worry about your dirty house or, you know, whatever is going on. Um, it's kind of funny because I was, I was talking with someone who was, it was kind of a quasi-interview, and they talked about how have I been able to go from this point to this point and grow as quickly as I, I have grown in business. And um, I said I pretty much just had to get out of my way because I, I couldn't get wrapped up in the fear of it, mm-hmm. and so that was my answer to that was, yeah, I made the choice to just decide I wasn't going to be afraid, and I wasn't going to let myself right. step in my way, you know.
0: Absolutely. I think um, in writing in writing this chapter, Michelle, it was really fun for me, because it allowed me to see my own process, which sometimes, when for me, I write things down. I'm I'm a physical person, um, so I was able to see the, my own process. And at the end of the day, um, the answer was just exactly what you're saying: is that that um, we we hold the answers ourselves for our own lives. And and my process and this chapter and redefining um, our beautiful lives is really about. Allowing yourself to discover what that is and how you're going to deal with that and what you're going to do about it. And understanding that you have all of the answers inside of yourself. And you no, said, sure well, you said getting in your own way. I think, again, this is where being really positive comes in because if you choose to, um, like you said, the fear or any sort of, anything that's got sort of a negative connotation, you have to identify that and find out how you're going to allow that to
1: play out in your own life. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Rick, it's a great segue because we're going to move it in slightly into a different topic here. So we're okay. going to take one more pause okay. for a little commercial break and we will be right back. Good. And we are back with Miss Lynn Brown talking about redefining a beautiful cell, and um, I want to take the conversation and and shift it a little how we inspire other people, because that, that's a big part of the lemonade stand is is the inspiration um, that we hope to pass along, and, and there may be some people who. Would think, well, look at you. You, you, you're beautiful. You've got a nice home in Seattle area. You, you know, whatever they're thinking, they may be thinking, but that's not my situation. Or I have a disabled child. Or I have my own disabilities. Or I have this roadblock or or that. And and the reason I'm bringing that up is because my own child has chronic illness and this is what I try to tell her whenever she's getting down is that you have the choice to make your life the very best Mm -hmm. your life can be so because you have such perspective on all of that and because I could I could use some help with how I help my own daughter you know how would you speak to that
0: Well, it was interesting when I was writing this chapter. I actually thought about that and tried to insert and did at one point something about we are all coming from different circumstances, meaning um, wherever you are in your career, whatever your education is, whatever your job title is, um, whatever your personal situation is, whether it be marriage or um, relationship with husband, child, all of those things. um, We all have, well, you know that I'm a very faith-based person. So I have to say that that plays a huge part in um, helping, helping, because we all run into trouble in our lives at some point, regardless of what kind of life you have. But I think, Michelle, what it really comes down to is regardless of what hand you've been dealt, you have to realize that, or we have to realize that, we are the only ones that have power over our own decision-making that we can't, we can't let other people make decisions for us because we will never be happy. And, and no matter what the circumstances is, it's silly stuff. Like at one point in time, um, when the kids were little and I had quit my job, I, my shopping experience with them was to go to the thrift store and that, I mean, seriously, that's where, you know, I still have to this day a chair in my bedroom that we got at the thrift store. And this woman looked at me at the thrift store. She was a wonderful lady with these two little kids. And and, she, and I said, well, how much is this chair? And she like knocked the price off in half because she, you know, saw me with these two little kids. And I think we all, no matter what your your position is at any particular point in time in your life, you have the decision to make choices for yourself. And if you can't make the decision at that very moment of what you want, you want to change your life, what you want it to look like, what you want to do, you don't have to do it in a second, in a day, in a month, in a year, but have a plan. Have a plan for what you want your life to look like. Because if, you know, uh, you can always get there. You can always get there. There are many different avenues and, and roads, particularly we're all lucky we live in the United States of America. You know there are many different resources for us regardless of our path, but we have to choose to make the proper decisions, the positive decisions, and I keep emphasizing positive because
1: that's hugely important. I, I think it is because you know our minds are very powerful um, and we can use that power to be positive, we can use that power to be negative. And uh, it's gonna rub off on people, no matter which direction we wanna take you. Uh, it's also gonna rub off on ourselves. I can say I'm gonna be positive today, but you have to practice that every day for that positiveness that to really come from inside, I think, to so just really be there and take over being just it from your mind. It becomes who you are.
0: Yes, and one really easy, easy, easy thing to do is when you wake up in the morning, and believe me, I don't do this every morning because, you know, we forget. You pop out of bed, you do whatever you're going to do, you get going at 90 miles an hour, but if you can remember to get up and say thank you, that sets a different tone for your day. It really and truly does. Just get up and say thank you. And it brings to mind all of the things that we really have to be thankful for. And I think keeping that thought and being positive and understanding what your own process is and using in the book I refer to, uh, or in the, I keep saying book, in in the lemonade stand in my chapter, keep referring to... um, I refer to our power tools. We all have our own power tools and they are unique and ourselves, how we choose to use them and how we choose to um, use them within the decisions that we make. But they're there. We all have our power tools that will help us in our goals.
1: Well, we do. I, you know, I think too oftentimes as, as children, we're not taught that. Um, and not to put the big blame on parents, you know, because. It's not, it's not fair when we grow up to say, well, it's all my mom and dad's fault. <laughs> I that. However, I wish that we as parents understood more how to instill that into our children. Um, and, and, you know, the thing is, is that we're going through some difficult times with COVID, um, you know, not even just COVID, but there's, there's always something, politics and all these kinds of things. And and of course, parents can't help but have some of that negativity spill out, you know, and, and have your, your, your kids, you know, witness some of that. And I think it is very, very important for those of us who um, are parents of young children, mine have grown, um, but I do have grandsons, um, to always maintain, um, that positive spirit and to be able to, to 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 say, well, this is not a good situation. However, mm-hmm. How, mm-hmm.
0: Can how, how can we change it? How can we
1: make it better? Change. You know? How can how can we turn this around so the silver lining is there? The lemonade has been made. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I always go back to the lemonade. But uh yeah, we have, one life, we have one life to live, and we might as well be living it in, in
0: uh, uh Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because people recognize that very phrase at different points in time in their life. We all do have one life to live, and sometimes, you know, when you're younger and you start your life, um, whether it's out of high school or out of college or out of, you know, master's programs or whatever, when you get that started... Um, and at different ages, we recognize that we have one life and our decisions are our decisions. And and we need to listen to ourselves and examine ourselves and ask ourselves where we want to be. And we all recognize
1: that at a different age in life, I think. We do. And, you know, funny thing is, it seems like we reach it when I'm, we're at that certain age. Take <laughs> <Dang> it. <laughs> And I you know what I, I wanna empower younger people to, to take uh you know, take our lessons that, that we have learned and and um and, and try to instill it and realize it before you you know, you reach that age. But you know, I'm having the time of my life, so it doesn't matter. But the fact is sometimes it does seem that that the passage of a few decades does make you realize yes.
0: that,
1: yes, you're, you're racing, you, you, you know, you're going faster towards the end than, than you started from the beginning. And I, I do think it, it causes you to really think about things. But yes. on that note, too, I also want to say there's no going back. You know, there's no going backwards and changing. And I encounter that with people a lot of times. I wish I I could change this. I wish this had gone different. And and I am a huge, huge believer in understanding that you don't go backwards. There's only one way to go, and that's forward.
0: You can't look back. You have to, and again, you have to, like, you know, we all make bad decisions at some point in time, or poor decisions for ourselves at some point in time. So you have to see what what, what did you learn from that? There had to be been some threat of positive. The mere fact that you can identify it as a poor choice is a positive thing that should lead you forward. And yes, I guess like you talk about kids and I, and I, I or younger people, and I would say that that's really true. If we could take younger people, <laughs> I'm not even gonna tell you what a younger person is, right, Michelle? <laughs> but if you could take younger people and explain to them that um, they're in charge of their own lives, but that that doesn't mean that they leave a path of destruction behind them, but they're in charge of their own decisions. And they have the power to, um, and the answers within. And again, I'd like to say when you start allowing, and we do find ourselves a little bit doing this um, at some point in time in our life, when you start allowing other people to make decisions for you, um, that ends up being, I think, destructive in the long run. Yeah.
1: I think mm-hmm. so too. And and the other lesson to learn is that, hey, we learn from failures. Absolutely. Successful from our failures. And so we never want to walk away from, from, from that as well. As no, you want to society. incorporate that. Yeah. But but you don't want to let them a
0: little bit of um so if you can take a little bit of fear and if you can, you know, fear's an intangible. If fear was a, a live object that we could touch it would be easier to deal with. But when it's intangible, and you have to decide where failure is a good thing, because it then makes you stronger. And I know that that's a tough lesson sometimes. And some failures are way bigger than other failures. But you got to take the
1: positive out of it. Yeah, you are one of my favorite favorite people then. Thank you so much for being on this show. And we have more things coming up. The book will be out sometime in February. I don't like to pin a date just because life happens. Amazon can happen. Um, So, but we are uh, targeting February of 2021, and we have uh, lots of other things coming up. So we're going to have a chance to talk again uh, on another upcoming show, and I look forward to that. I look forward to seeing you when you come um, back to Arizona, when I get back to Arizona, and having that visit again. So, um, thank you for having me. Well, It's been a pleasure, as always. So anyways, I want you to enjoy your beautiful, crisp fall weather that you're having now. It's not even fall winter, but it feels like a crisp fall. Um, But enjoy that. Keep keep your walks going. And uh, know that uh, we will have a chance to talk again. And thank you so much for being a part of the Lemonade Crew. I can't thank you enough. I love it. Thank you, Michelle. You're welcome. Thank you to my listeners. I appreciate you tuning in and especially uh, this special series on the Lemonade Stand, book two authors. And until then, we will see you again. Lemon tree,
0: very pretty, and the lemon flower is sweet, but the fruit of the poor lemon is impossible to eat. Lemon tree, very pretty, and the lemon flower is sweet, but the fruit of the poor lemon is impossible to eat.